Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of A Good Drop, where each week and every week we dive into a big bowl of crackers and cleanse our palate for booze. Yes, that's right. We're doing things differently and we are talking about the thing you do in between drinks rather than the drinks themselves. We've got some wine, we've got some gin, and we're going to be swapping between them to see how well each work. I'm Stu. I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers. The, the, the gin is the more subtle flavour, but the I think the red wine will make the biggest difference between the two. Yeah, so potentially we should start with the stronger flavour because we want to test what happens when we have the cleanser. That is true. And of course, for scientific purposes, we're going to begin with a control where we don't use a cleanser between them at all. Mm. Uh, so, well, we should probably talk about what cl- palate cleansers we have in front of us. Because we've got a few. Um, yeah, well, maybe we should start with what palate cleansers are. You're right. What are palate cleansers, Mickle? Yeah, so a palate cleanser is any food or... Palate cleansers are any food or drink with the intended purpose of cleaning the flavours of what you just had out of your mouth and off your tongue so that it's completely fresh for tasting whatever you have next. Hmm. They usually are quite a neutral flavoured thing uh could be a drink could be a uh cracker or a a biscuit type thing could be a piece of fruit um we'll get into the specifics on each one in a moment uh but just because something um isn't normally associated with being a palate cleanser doesn't mean it can't be a good one yeah absolutely like i mean palate cleansers originated in france of course where they were used between courses of a big multi-course meal. And yeah, traditionally they used subtly flavoured things like sorbet, bread, apple slices, bananas. But things that are more tart and citric can be used as well. Mm. They They work in a slightly different way too. Instead of... Uh, giving your tongue and brain a neutral base to uh, to base new flavors off, it overloads the the palate to reset the brain. Yeah, and in fact, that can work very well when you're going between consuming subtly flavored things, which is why they use pickled ginger or gari between sushis when you're eating different types of sushi. And sushi has very subtle, nuanced flavors. And the pickled ginger is immensely overpowering in comparison. So, of course, everything is going to taste fairly subtle after that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And ideally, I guess you'd pick everything up. Though it can be had between types of sushi, but it is also sometimes used before a meal and afterwards. Very true. Uh, So, we had a little bit of a discussion about what... But before we started recording, we had a bit of a discussion about what we should use as the as the drinks to compare palate cleansers. Um, I was thinking that we should use different kinds of wine. Um, but you said, let's go even more contrasting. Yeah, I, I suggested we should get two things with such differing flavors 
that it should make it easier to tell whether they're working or not and more so should give us a difference when we're dealing with the non-palate cleanser one too Mm. but because we're drinking a gin that has complexity Mm. we should also be able to see what difference the palate cleansers make to us actually being able to appreciate that complexity all right so we are drinking a 2017 barossa valley grenache shiraz uh not sure how to pronounce this one uh um your guess is as good as mine yeah yeah. um it's supposed to be a really good drop um but it's a because it's on the heavier end of the spectrum it should have those rich tannins that will just hide the the gin Mm. well let's find out let's taste this and see what it's like all the smell it definitely smells like it's a full-bodied and strong it is much more subtle than i thought too it smells strong and robust but the flavors are really smooth and silky they are but it's got a very full mouth feel and Mm. some heavy tannins on the back end Mm -hmm. well that'd be the grenache and the shiraz yeah blending well yeah not sure what that what the the other grape does for it because i've never heard of it I suppose let's have another couple of mouthfuls of this to really get that uh, flavor set. Yeah, in make our sure it's palettes. very much on the palate, and we're getting the full, the full effect of having consumed it. So we, the the scene is uh, we've just finished off a bottle, and then a friend comes over and cracks open his bottle of nice gin, and we go, "Well, shit, <laughs> we've just destroyed our palate with this red wine." But what are we going to do? We got to have the gin, and this is our no palate cleanser attempt. So we're just going to see what it sits like directly on top of that wine. Mm, see how bad it goes. Now, we should point out this is a London number one dry gin. It's in top drop territory, this one. It's a very nice gin. But the uh, but the red wine just ruined the flavor. Like, I can't taste much. It just tastes like mm. alcohol and burning. Yeah, I get the burn. There's no subtlety. There's no nuance. I mean, you can taste the junipers at least. Oh, yes. Well, the junipers are the strongest flavor in any gin. <laughs> so <laughs> it was always going to be junipers. Yeah. But it, yeah. the subtlety has gone. Yeah. Like, there's, there's nothing else to it. This mm. might as well be a Gordon's. Yeah. And we've we've had this one before. We've We've drunk it before. And on its own, it's nice. It's like subtle. It's got like really nice flavors to it but because we've ruined the palate with the red wine it's lost yeah but now we will try our palate cleanser yeah so which one do you want to try first well let's start i think with the soda water because right. it's, it's one of the more modern palate cleansers that is true that is true so as mickle's having some soda water um let's just des- i'll describe the theory behind it because soda water doesn't have a flavor. It has a very short finish in your mouth. And the, the bubbles and the swirling action lifts all the uh, remnants of flavor and bits of food in your mouth and washes them down so you can try something anew. And because there's like a, that, like a hint of bitterness and a lot of texture to it, it actually scrubs your tongue and brain from previous flavors as opposed to a regular glass of water, which doesn't actually do as much as you'd think. Yeah, though they do suggest that still water can be used 
with a twist of citrus. And I could see that possibly making a difference. Mm. Though with, with I mean, it's this, better than nothing. Yeah, well, it's better than nothing, certainly. But with this, my I you know got a mouthful, swirled it about, let the let it really effervesce and do its job, hmm. break down the flavors, and I do feel as though my palate is cleansed. Mm. So I think we need to do the do the another sip of the red, and then cleanse our palates again, and then another sip of the gin. Yeah. So and we'll stick with the soda water, obviously, for this yeah. entire round. So another try of the red. Which should still taste the same because this was our first drink of the day. Mm. Tastes the same. Yeah, it, it tastes the same. I mean, it's been sat there for a little bit. So obviously it's had that time to breathe and there's going to be subtle variation, but it is largely the same drink. Mm. Not... Not enough of a difference for those couple of minutes for to to change our biases, I guess. All right, palates are cleansed. Time for the gin. Cheers. Yep. Cheers. <laughs> oh, that's such a huge difference. Wow. Yeah, it's. I'm getting the full robustness of the flavors, the complexity, the range, and it and the. Complex, the complex flavors just stay on your tongue as opposed to getting hidden from the tannins. Yeah, because the the London Number One actually has some really subtle herb sort of flavors to it, underlying that juniper. And you know, because gins are at their base, absolutely a herbal liqueur, mm. and it is right up there. It's terrific for the flavor and complexity mm. and it's there it is ever present i would say that that worked 100 mm. percent. i agree all right the next most common palate cleanser that i know of is uh plain crackers or plain water crackers or uh wafer crackers doesn't matter which as long as they're plain and neutral in flavor you don't want salty ones you don't want um you don't want ones with like a buttery flavor. Pretzels tend to be a bad idea as well. Nuts, no good. Anything like a rosemary cracker or a peppered cracker is just no good because it's adding a flavor of its own. Mm. And they're flavors that will linger on the palate. Exactly. So plain crackers, similar similar theory to soda water. It's super neutral, so it resets your taste buds to the base level. So let's munch on some water crackers. I'm going to do my best to edit out any food eating sounds. Sorry if one or two bits get through. Yeah, so it's it's left my mouth feeling very similar to the uh, soda water. I've got, like, there's a tiniest hint of flavor left over from the cracker, but there's nothing there anymore. I can't taste the gin anymore. And it's very... Sort of, not just plain, but gummy. So you kind of have to move it around in your mouth and it really touches every part of the palate to draw anything out that might have been there before. Hmm. So, wine. Yep, now we go. We return to the wine hmm. and see if it tastes the same as it did the first time and last time. I think it's starting to 
air and oxidize a little more, more now. But it's still essentially the same drink. Having swished it about in my mouth to make sure it covers the full palate, yeah, I'm still getting the same tannins. I'm still getting that same sweetness with the subtle or not so subtle spice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, have another cracker. All right. Now for Le Gin. I think it tastes pretty much the same. Yeah, much the same. I think slightly... The slight differences. Slight difference. Mm, but I think that could be for, like, because it's maybe warming up, being in our hands. Mm. And B, the water crackers are a slightly different flavor. Yeah, well, that's it. I, I feel that they have a slightly less neutral flavor mm. than the soda water. So it's still definitely still an effective palate cleanser. Yeah. But not as effective as soda water, I would say. Mm. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, but still very good. Still very, very good. Oh, yeah. Still did a great job of it. I mean, I can still fully taste all of the flavors in this gin. Looks like I need to pour some more. <laughs> Soda water, nine, nine out of ten, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, water cracker, I'd give it an eight out of ten for palate cleansing. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose from here, let's move on to one of the more traditional ones. Mm. Because in Normandy... In the Normandy region of France, it is very common to use Calvados or a Calvados sorbet. Mm. Or even a Calvados apple sorbet. Yeah. Um, Obviously, they don't sell it here because we're in Australia, not France. So, all we have have is Calvados. Yep. Um, So, we will... Give that a go. Give that a go. We'll give Calvados a go as our next cleanser. A shot of Calvados is the traditional way to do it. Yeah. But, ooh, I love that sound. Um, but as as we're moving away from the old days, I guess, people are having straight Calvados less and less and preferring more of a Calvados apple sorbet. Yes, but I mean, we're talking tradition here. Uh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And we don't have access to the sorbet, so we might as well... Get close enough. Get close enough with the traditional, traditional, traditional shot of Calvados, which naturally you're probably not going to do anyway, because (laughs) unlike people in the Normandy region of France, you don't just have bottles of Calvados lying about. No, it's much harder to find here in Australia, and I would hazard a guess, and I would hazard a guess to say it's also fairly hard to find in America. Yeah. Probably. I mean, it's an apple brandy and it's nice. We've we've talked about it before. And if you haven't listened to that episode, I do recommend you check it out. Yeah. It's fantastic in cocktails. Mm, yeah, really good. Like, Great flavor. That that apple flavor really shines when you're mixing it with other things. Yeah. And of course, apple is another thing that is commonly used as a palate cleanser. And we'll get to that later. Mm. And the reason why both the Calvados and the apple work is the crispness and the tartness of it. Yeah. We're starting to move into um, overload territory instead of neutralize territory. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I don't exactly want to have a full shot each between each thing, so I'm just going to have a half. A half, yes. I think a half, because otherwise we'll end up having far too much Calvados. Yeah. Yeah, I can see how that neutralizes the fla- your flavors. I think we're going to have to sit on it for a little bit mm. before... Because, of course, it's a brandy, so it's a little bitey. Yeah. So we're not going to want to have the red wine immediately. And certainly for a between-course palate cleanser, 
You generally want to finish what you just had, have that, and then you wait until the next course comes out. Yeah. Yeah. This is more of a between food palate cleanser as opposed to between drinks palate cleanser, given they were already drinking. Yeah, exactly. And uh, important thing to remember as well when it comes to things used as between food palate cleansers is that in a multi-course meal, not all small courses served between large courses are necessarily designed as palate cleansers. Mm. Sometimes things like an amuse-bouche are just the chef showing off (laughs) or something to slow down service for the kitchen. Yeah. I still think lemon sorbet is a bit like that too. Or just the chef showing off. Yeah. Especially if it's good lemon sorbet. Or the the dessert chef showing off his uh, presentation skills. Oh, perhaps. If you can present a sorbet well... Mm. That's that something. That is very true. All right. Here we go. So back to the red wine. Mm. And I'm getting some slight variation. It's Yeah, it's different. It's doesn't taste as bitey, but you can still taste all of the fruitiness and spiciness. That's yeah. there before. Yeah, it's it's like it's been mellowed out by what we just had. Like the mm. flavors are still there, but they're not the same. Yeah, not not as uh, it's not as good a palate cleanser as the soda water or the cracker. Yeah, though I could see if you were to have that at the start of a ten minute break between courses. Oh yeah, that'd be fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Calvados again. Calvados and, again. And then the gin. And then the gin. Mm. God, it does have a, a strong <laughs> tart flavor to it mm. that really does overwhelm the palate almost mm. compared to the smooth, subtle red wine we've been drinking. Yeah. And it's 40%, so it's got some burn to it. Oh, yeah. You can feel it warming up your soul almost. Mm. Which is, so it's going to be interesting tasting the gin now, because it's so such because it's got such a subtle amount of flavors. Yeah, I mean, because the gin has a little bit of burn because it's it's a high end gin, and they don't care about keeping it smooth. They care about forcing in the complexity of flavor. Mm. The 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 smoothness is a secondary objective. Yeah, although I've had some really really smooth gins and really smooth mm. tequilas when you uh, pay more for. A, Oh yeah, for a drink. And admittedly, so have I. I mean that um, that Starward bathtub gin. Oh, that was rough though. The the winter bathtub was rough, but God, was it good! <laughs> it's so good. It's a shame they don't make those anymore because they know how to make a good drop. Hmm. Mm. Uh, all right. So back to the gin. Gin o'clock. Gin o'clock. Mm. Oh, it still smells the same. I reckon it smells a little bit softer. Well, it, a bit it, smoother. Admittedly, things on the palate and in your mouth do also alter the way you smell, just like what you're smelling alters the way things taste. Mm. No. No. I'm getting the strong flavors. I'm getting the juniper. Yeah. But the complexity and subtlety is lost. Yeah, absolutely. Ugh. Like, it's it's brought out bad the bad flavors that have hidden been hidden by the rest of it. Like, I've got some um, bitterness, I've got some metallic flavours going on. Yeah, it's not it's not mixed well. 
No. I'd give this a three or two out of ten for, for, for something for drinks. between drinks, yeah. bad. Yeah. For if you're having it between major food courses or even between cheeses, mm. it's probably okay. Because cheeses have strong flavours. And they're very different flavours too. They're very different they've flavors, got yeah. no um I mean they've got subtlety, but it's more about um the cheese flavours. There's no uh, common flavors with Calvados. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. So, I, I think that it's Calvados as a shot, as a cleanser, is better suited for cleansing for food. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, on that same note, we've got uh, Granny Smith apples, which are quite tart, and that's supposed to be really good as a palate cleanser too, because it makes your tongue buzz and overloads whatever you were having or eating or drinking before. Yeah, and of course, in much the same way as the cracker, it involves a lot of chewing Mm. and the act of mastication gets the saliva flowing, which also helps to cleanse the mouth. Mm. Okay, so let's do the apple because it's we're sort of going from uh, most neutral to most tart or most overload. Yes. And I think... Apple is probably next next in line yeah, I think after the, Calvados. The, the Calvados and the Apple definitely are the middle space. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so we'll let's... try a piece of apple. I mean, it's it's a little tart. I wouldn't say it's especially tart compared to or um crazy strong flavoured compared to sorbet or lemon sorbet or the pickled ginger. But because it's still fairly neutral in flavour, it stretches out whatever you've got on your tongue. Yeah. I mean, it's not the bitiest apple I've ever had. I mean... No. Yeah, there are apples I've, you know, bitten where the apple bit back. <laughs> but, yeah, this isn't quite that... This isn't quite that tart. No. But it's, but, it's up there. But it's also refreshing. Yeah. It's a, it's a crisp burst of flavour to, to stretch out a, a red or a... Whatever it is, whatever, whatever else it is you're eating or drinking. Yeah. So now, I suppose, let's... Try the wine again and see what difference it's made. Ooh, interesting. It's hidden all the fruity flavors that were there. I've got more tannins, more uh, more bassy notes. Yeah, it's it's like I'm just tasting tannins and spice. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad, but it's it has changed the flavor it's, it's, of the wine. Yeah, for for me, it's basically made it a different wine because mm. it's it's just turned it into pure spice. Because this was a mix, of course. Yeah, and a blend. Yeah, and it's taken the fruity wines out of the equation. Mm. It's just sort of neutraled them out almost, and just left that spice of the Shiraz in there. Mm. I mean, it's I mean, it's not bad. No, no, the wine is still enjoyable. It hasn't ruined it. Yeah. It's just changed it. Mm. All right, so here is the the uh, in-between. The in-between apple. All right, so now that we've cleansed our palates and waited a minute or so... Back to the gin. Back to the gin. Well, I think the apple worked remarkably well for the gin. Mm. I think the apple complements the gin quite well. Mm. But, of course... A cleanser shouldn't be 
the same as doing a complimentary food match. That is true. So in terms of a in terms of a palate cleanser, the apple does fairly poorly too. Yeah. I'd probably put it around the two or three mark. Hmm. I mean again, it's better than not. Yeah, but like like the Calvados, it just leaves a little too much of its own flavour on the palate. Mm. And between between courses in a meal, between courses in a meal, it would be fine. It would be perfect. Yeah, or even between cheeses, as yeah. you said before, because you'd have that time, like either in food, you've got that ten or so minute wait time mm. between having a few slices of apple and the next course arriving. I mean, if you're in a very fast restaurant, usually it's about 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. And, and then, of course, between cheeses, the flavor profiles are so different mm. that it should neutral the palate enough that the next cheese just overpowers any flavor it left behind. Yeah. Because you, you just need something that's completely different to, to reset the, the flavors going on in your mouth. Yeah, and that's the problem when it comes to drinks. Mm. That it's not it's leaving too much flavor that's not quite different enough. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so now we're going to move th- well, maybe 3 and a half out of 10. Yeah, that's fair. I think it does work slightly better than the Calvados. The Calvados killed the wine. So 4 4 out of 10 then. Mm. Off next we're going to do sorbet. It is a lemon sorbet, which is a very traditional mm. sort of palate cleanser as well. Yeah. Though I'm worried that most of the mainstream sorbet you can get in Australia is full of sugar, which and doesn't do so well. Possibly too sweet. But if you can get your hands on a natural sorbet, yeah, or it a, should or, work. Yeah, or a, a low sugar variety or a, a slightly less sweet lemon sorbet should do, yeah, should do all right. Yeah, and when it comes to sorbet, do be sure that the flavor is sharp and not sweet. Because it's the cold, crisp, sharp flavor that makes it work as a palate cleanser. Mm. Same way that uh, coffee works when you're going uh, perfume or cologne shopping. You need something that's strong, bitey, but different. Ultimately, but ultimately different to whatever it is you're smelling. Yeah, exactly. So smelling some fresh coffee beans is so different to any sort of floral scent you may be getting from an eau de toilette mm. that you would be able to pick up the distinct subtle differences again again yeah yeah as opposed to picking picking up the straight differences you'd be able to pick up the scent as it's originally intended to be mm, exactly which is the whole reason that people want palate cleansers they want to experience the thing whatever it is whether it's perfume, whether it's wine, whether it's uh, food, they want to experience the thing in its own right. They don't want straight-up comparisons. Yeah, they, they want to have it as though that's the only thing they've had tonight. They, they want to have it as though it's the only thing that they've had rather than as though they've had many things in a row. Mm. So, yeah, on to the sorbet. To the sorbet. So, I think that we ended up with a very sweet sorbet. It's not especially tart. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting some slight citric tartness out of it, but it's definitely sweet as well. I mean, this is a brand that pushes themselves as being natural. And I get that there is a natural, subtle sweetness to all sorbet. 
but this does feel as though it's a little more on the sweet side. It's 100% a dessert and not uh, marketed as a palate cleanser. Yeah, finding one that actually is a palate cleanser would be a challenge, at least in Australia. Yeah, for sure, because sorbet is not traditionally a palate cleanser. You'd, I mean, if you go to a French restaurant or a, a upmarket, uh, upmarket Italian, French, whatever, uh, you will have house-made sorbet because that is something that is important to them. Yeah, they want to do it the old-fashioned way. They want to do it right. And I am, I've got an aftertaste in my mouth, and I can see that being something that does not go in its favor as a palate cleanser. And it's not a sweet aftertaste. It is a slight lemony aftertaste. Mm. But, but sorbet is not supposed to linger like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's try the wine. Yeah, back to the wine. Do you do you think this is going to be a a, a good palate cleanser? I I think it's going to be a fail, mm-hmm. okay. but we'll see. So fail would be less than five. Yes. <laughs> Ooh. Mm. smelling it. I reckon it might be all right. I think it did all right by the wine. Yeah. No, I'm actually pleasantly surprised mm. by how much. Despite that lingering aftertaste, the wine still tastes much as it did the first time we had it. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised. I didn't think it'd do so well. And that lemon flavor is gone. Can't taste it at all anymore after the, uh, yeah. after the first sip. Though I think that the spice is slightly subdued. 